it's Monday. Happy Monday. I said I was going to be here on Monday, but I'm here today and tomorrow because I got guests that I really want to talk to tomorrow. So I didn't want to leave without having a conversation with them. If you just tuned in, you got me, Babs Rose Ivy. Love Babs, love talk. Yes, I am sick. You could hear a little something in my voice. So Friday, um, I had some food from uh, 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 an Eritrean restaurant here in town. And um, and my friends know to ask all the questions, but I do have friends who don't know how to ask all the questions or they don't know all the things. So I, they brought me some food and, uh, and it made me sick because ghee is clarified butter and clarified butter is what I'm allergic to. Butter, milk, milk proteins, you know, that kind of thing. So when I get it in my body, it is it there's no stopping it right it just takes over and it causes my body to fight against itself um and it's uh it's very debilitating it's extremely debilitating and painful um and so uh but i I've, I've had a new some new cocktails made in the last several months so um i i've already been taking them um so i don't feel as bad as I normally would because if this would have happened on Friday I still would be in the bed like I'd probably be in the hospital by now because that's how bad it would be um I feel bad <laughs> I don't feel awful <laughs> so you can hear them you can hear it in my voice because my throat gets all it starts to close in a little bit and it starts to swell I mean all kinds of things happen in the body the body just starts to fight itself that's really how I explain it it creates a firestorm in the body and my body the 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 the, the good parts of your body like your white blood cells form to fight off the bad stuff I mean it's just a my my body is at my body is at war like my face is numbed a little bit like it's hard to talk and oh Anyway, it's it's just it's just painful. <laughs> well, I'm getting on a plane Wednesday. Damn it. I'm getting on a plane Wednesday to fly to my birthday. So I don't care. Uh, I'll just be whatever this is. I've got meds. I'll I'll survive. Um, do I wish this would have happened? Hell no. But it's happening and uh I'm gonna keep it moving. So we will uh we will make do we will do all the things we will uh press on so so that's why i sound the way i sound and that's why i kind of look a little sallow <laughs> cuz cuz i'm sick <laughs> so uh what did i do friday I, there was a couple of good things happening um friday uh, Cause you know I have to recap. I gotta go go to my Instagram to see what the hell I've been up to. Uh, let's see. It started with uh, I saw Brian Stevenson on Thursday at um, Yale Law School. That was a good conversation about the cost of incarceration or budgeting for incarceration, all all that kind of stuff. How how expensive it is. And that we it's unsustainable for for all of us, all, for everyone. It's unsustainable for government. It's unsustainable for uh, taxpayers. It's unsustainable 
for um, incarcerated and formerly incarcerated is just unsustainable. Uh, Friday, uh, that's when I got sick. <laughs> Saturday, we had our last uh, academy um, for the summer. We break for the summer. So that was really good. So so that was that. Hey, Harry. So we went to uh, so I went to Saturday Academy. And then we had a party at Anchor Spa, which I went to. Sick. I'm sick. Beginning of sick. But tequila is a good fighter. <laughs> so I had some tequila drinks, ate a little food. And then I went um, to my friend Bill Asseltine's husband's memorial service uh, at a beautiful space in Guilford, wherever it is, some someplace on the water, an inn. Uh, and it was just such a beautiful celebration of life. And uh, and this is what I know about uh, Jeff Stryker. Jeff Stryker. Not, not to be confused with the porn star Jeff Stryker. <laughs> with the writer Jeff Stryker. <laughs> uh, this is what I know about those of us who... Uh, who, this this is what this is the advice I want to share with people about living, um, and and to live better than what you are living. And whoever's listening to me, get a little closer to to your device. You know, when you go to memorial services, when people die, we don't put out their trophies, we don't put out their awards, we don't do any of that. You know, we put out we put out the memories, we put out pictures. We put out pictures of them when they were children, when they were adults, when they graduated, when they got married, when they had children, when they, we put out the things that make a life. We do not put out, we don't line uh, with, with awards. I've never been to one memorial service where people trotted out awards of that person that passed. You know why we don't do that? Because those things, while they are nice to get and they are nice, I've got a bunch of awards myself. They are nice to get in the moment. But when we are when we are saying goodbye to our loved ones, those damn things don't mean a damn thing. <laughs> what matters is time spent. And so I I want people to sort of understand that. That you know what? You could you could spend you could spend one more hour in the office. You you could do that. You could work through your weekends. You could miss your kids' soccer game and baseball game and and the ballet practice recitals and the music. You could do, you could do that. You could do it. Or you could show up and be about and be about the the business of making memories. You could just show up. Now listen, it's a little elitist to say, you know, because everybody can't get off their job when they want and everybody can't, you know, just show up and go to stuff. I get it. I get it. But imagine if we had a cultural shift in the world around how we live, how we live, because we spend a lot of time grinding. I got to climb the ladder. I got to get to the top. I got to claw my way up. I got to put the hours in. I got to don't sleep till Brooklyn. <laughs> and we've all bought into it. I bought into it. Everybody has bought into it. 
But now that I stand at the at the heels of 60, I know a thing. Now, I, I, I've been lucky. I've been able to make the majority of my children's activities. But I've also been able to make my friends' uh, uh, things. When they were doing stuff, I was able to make it to their things. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, we have got to change the culture. Because when you die, they are not putting those awards out. They're not. I don't get damn if you have a Pulitzer, an Oscar, a Tony, a Nobel Peace Prize. Nobody is putting those things by your casket. You know what they're putting by your casket? All the pictures of you and all the parts of your life. So that you so that they could see you've had you lived a life. And and different people will will remember those moments at that moment. The people that were there, they will remember that moment and they will get with the other people who know the other moments of your life. That's what I was thinking about at Jeff Stryker's funeral. That's what I was thinking about, how there were so many people in that room that was from different parts of his life that came together. There were people who didn't know the people. I didn't know anybody in that room. You know what? I didn't even know Jeff Stryker. <laughs> I didn't know Jeff Stryker. But you know who I did know? Bill Azeltine. I know Bill Azeltine. And I went because I'm a friend of Bill Azeltine. And he was married to this man for 37 years. I don't even know this man. But I know Bill. Do you see what I'm saying? We, we, we've got to be about the business of living life. We have got to live life because it's over. Dr. Barber said six minutes. <laughs> six minutes, Dougie Fresh, six minutes, and it's done. So I don't know. I just, I walked away from that service when I turned, because I got up and I spoke saying just what I'm saying now. Well, not just what I'm saying now, but the fact that I, I don't have any, I didn't know Jeff Stryker, the porn star or the writer. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how that happened. I, I kind of like porn. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe I do know. I don't know. But anyway, and as I was, as I was walking up there um, to, the, to, to speak in front of the room, I, I, I caught the, the table with all the pictures. And, you know, uh, they, they were a gay couple, so it was well-appointed. <laughs> no shade to people who are not gay. <laughs> I'm just saying, the majority of the gay men that I know have a fine eye for, for, for decor. <laughs> so it was beautifully, it was a beautiful table of family pictures and mementos. There was not one award on that table. And it just stuck with me. And then I started thinking about all the services that I've gone to. I just was at a, I was at the service for, uh, for my friend um, Earl Bloodworth, his mother. And what I saw was, what you see is flowers and photos. You don't see awards. No one, no one is picking up people's awards and like, oh, they got man of the year in 1986. No, no one is doing that. <clears throat> No, no one is doing that. So we we got to get with the business of living. And we have to do it now, not tomorrow. Don't don't go to bed tonight like and go to bed and say, well, you know, tomorrow I'll live well. <laughs> you know, t tomorrow I'll get I'll get to that dream deferred. 
don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do it. Be in this moment. Plan, of course, but be in this moment. Be in this moment. Live. Take a walk. Don't say, you know what, next week I'll take a walk. No, take a walk today. And if you can't walk, stand somewhere. Because I know everybody can't walk. I get it. This, this is not literal. I want you to know this is not literal. This is, this is whatever it is in your wheelhouse, that's what you do. Just, just because I say walk for walk, for you it might be run or roller skate or hopscotch or jump rope or stand on your head. Whatever the hell it is, get to it. You don't got a whole lot of time. You got six minutes. <laughs> you got six damn minutes. Get to it. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why I was so affected by this memorial service. Maybe because I didn't know him and everybody. And there were so many other people. And, you know, when after I said what I said, people came to me and was like, you know, I didn't know him either. <laughs> so I'm glad you represented us. <laughs> and that was not my intention. I just, I just wanted to say how amazing it is, you know, that all these people showed up and that, you know, this is a wonderful moment, but it's going to be the months ahead that's going to be challenging. You know, because grief. Grief, 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 it, it, it doesn't have a, it, grief stays as long as it stays, you know, you know, one day you'll wake up and you'll notice the sun and you'll notice the sunrise before you notice that the person that you care about is left. That's, that's how you move through grief. Cause every day you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what I'm going to do, how am I going to live? And then one day you were like, oh, there's a tulip. And you're like, oh, I thought of a tulip before I thought of the passing of my loved one. And that's how you move through grief. You know, that's how you move through grief. So I'm just saying, people, just, just, uh, just get into it. We don't have a whole lot of time. And uh, stop making work the, the thing, the ultimate thing, and, and, the, and the only measure of success. You know, if if you make work your only level of success and you got kids and they don't know you, I, I don't know how you call that success. <laughs> I, I don't know how you do it. Success to whom? Because let me tell you something, when you die, when you die on that job, guess what's going to happen? They're going to hire eight other people to do the job that you was doing and they're going to keep moving and they're going to show up to your funeral, nod their head and shake their hands and say what a fine person you are, but they're going to get back to the office and do it all over again with somebody else. Don't do that. This life is worth living. And I get it. I get it. People, people, people like the trappings of success. And so you have to work hard for that. You have to work, you work hard for it. You want the nice house and the cars and you want it. But let me tell you what I know. And I just read this. I read this. I read this a while back and I didn't understand it. And then I read it now. And I read um, that hospice nurses had compiled um, a list of things that people said to them in their, in their last moments. And it's always, I wish I would have spent more time with the ones I love. I wish the ones that I love knew that I loved them. <laughs> I wish I would have had more fun. Can you imagine? That's the, that's the damn thing. You know what? You know what I want my last words to be? <laughs> uh, can you pour me another glass of champagne? <laughs> and then when the person goes to pour me, whoever it is, pours me some champagne, I go. <laughs> I don't, I don't want my last words to be up. Damn, I wish I had more fun. Are you kidding me? I'm having fun right now. I'm having fun right now. And I've been on this trajectory since I was 50. So 10 years of this. 
you know, because I spent 10 years lamenting a crime that I committed and being so depressed and suicidal about that. And then one day I just said, enough. It's over. Sackcloth, sackcloth and ashes away. <laughs> and then I just started chasing the sun. I started chasing beauty. I started chasing art. I started believing in myself and trusting myself. I, 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 I turned off the choir of them and just became a solo singer. That, that's really what it was. I, I just decided this is the life that I'm, I, this is the life and I'm going to do with it all the things that I can. That's what I did. I, I, that's it. I, no one can punish me. I cannot be punished further. And I, I like love. I have a great capacity for love and I like people and I like the stories of people. And I hope when my time comes, when I, whatever that is, and people stand up and say nice things and they damn well better say nice things. <laughs> Although I need one person to stand up and say, I hate that bitch. <laughs> I, I need somebody to stand up. Harry, make sure somebody, hire somebody, Harry. Let somebody stand up and say, I hate that bitch. <laughs> And then storm out the funeral. <laughs> Ooh, that would give me so much pleasure. I would just enjoy that to no end. But I want everybody, this is what I want at my funeral. This is what I want. Everybody comes in to get a glass of champagne. And they talk. It's like a cocktail hour. I want it to be a cocktail hour. I don't want anybody up there preaching. Unless it's Ross Lee. And I don't even like Ross Lee like that, but I like Ross Lee for that. <laughs> Ross Lee would say the right thing. Ross Lee could preach me into heaven. <laughs> if anybody could get me into heaven, Ross Lee could preach me into heaven. <laughs> now, I'm not going to heaven, but I think he could get me to the door with a good sermon. So I don't want nobody but Ross Lee saying nothing. I want a cocktail hour. I want a jazz band playing some music. I want people talking. I want my pictures all over the sanctuary. I want people to tell stories about how they knew me, when they knew me. I want people to talk about me. And I want people to tell my kids about me. Because my kids only know me as their mother. <laughs> you know, the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> I need, that's what I want. I want that. I don't want any spiritual song unless Miss Fluker sings them. <laughs> and that's just one gospel song. I don't want all that stuff. I don't want it. I want a jazz band and I want lots of cocktails and I want music and conversation and all that. I want hors d'oeuvres passed. I want that. That's what I want. And people periodically say things and recite poetry and tell a story. And, I, you know, I, people will cry. I, 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 you know, you can't stop people getting emotional. I don't I'm not worried about that. But I, but I don't I don't want a traditional. And then on your way out, I want a second line. I, you could hire somebody. I don't care. I want a second line. And then I want to be buried at the Grove Street Cemetery. 
That's it. That's what I want. So now that I figured it all out, I have to write it all down. <coughs> Figure it out, write it down. And that's what I want. And uh, I had went through this whole thing where I thought, oh, looking for alternative things to be buried in, you know, cremated. Blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? Just bury me in a rose gold casket <laughs> with bling. I want bling on it. <laughs> so when they dig it up, for condos in a hundred years or whatever they're going to do. They'd be like, gosh, who's, was this Liberace? <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> I want <laughs> and, and I want a really lovely picture put in my headstone. You know how they do that now? I want that. I want that. So, so I'm just saying, live your lives, people. Because when you die at your service, they're not going to drag out these awards. They're not. And you want people who honestly know you to say things about you. And not just the people you work with. The people you work with are lovely. And some of us are lucky that we work with people that who we like and who are who are family to us. I, and I'm grateful for that. I'm I'm grateful. Grateful, grateful. Because I've worked places that that were just not good places. Um, few and far between, which I'm grateful for, but the majority of my professional life, I've worked with some really great people. I've worked with some terrible, terrible people too, you know, and worked for some terrible, terrible bosses who, who were just hateful. That's the only way I could say it, hateful. But I, I've been blessed with working with some amazing people who I consider family, you know, so um, but even that said, um, even though I love the work that I do, that is not, that is not the end all be all to me. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to have a life outside of what you do, you know, and for some people, what they do is so much of who they are. Ah, uh, and I, I learned that that's not how I wanted to be in the world, you know? So, so at that memorial service on Saturday. For Jeff Stryker, the writer, not the porn star. <laughs> uh, uh, it was quite telling the people in that space uh, who cared about them as a family and as a man and as a friend and as a coworker and someone uh, that people knew. It was just, it was just lovely. And, uh, and uh, death exists to remind us that we are in the living um, and and we will be called home at some point you know our, our number will be up too <laughs> make no mistake <laughs> your number gonna be called ready or not it's not even predicated on being ready death is not predicated on you being ready <laughs> death is like it's your turn let's go <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't even know if you can. Do I think we all negotiate our way out of deaths a lot of times. I think we do. I think a lot of us have had the grace to negotiate ourselves out of death, you know, but you only got so many times you could do it <laughs> before death is like, all right, all right, all right, all right, I'll be back. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And then when it finally comes back, it's like, okay, whoop, time's up and you go. And you go. 
And we don't know what's on the other side. We don't. We don't know what happens when the when all this energy leaves this vessel. Because this is just, I mean, the body is just the body. You know, what what happens to the essence of you and the and the whatever that is? And there's whole philosophies about that. There's whole religions about that. There's whole all kinds of dynamics about that. I don't care. <laughs> I get to it when I get to it. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I don't really want to peek around the veil and then stick and then come back. I when it's time to go, I'm go, I just jump in, we go. We see what happens. That's how I see it. <laughs> That's how I see it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh I I I, I am I ready to die? Hell no. I, there's so much more that I want to be doing, but I, but I do not ignore that death lingers and hovers and is ever so close. I never lose sight of that. I don't lose sight of it. I don't lose sight of it. It doesn't drive me. It doesn't, doesn't whatever. I just, I just am aware, you know, so my time will come. Not today. <laughs> oh, how about this? Not right now. <laughs> Not right now, not right now, but it's coming. And uh, it'll be my turn. And uh, if I learned anything on Saturday, uh, I, I, I know I very clearly want people, the, pe- the people who know me and all the parts of my life come together and c- paint the whole picture of my life. To all the people that know me when, who knew me when, then and now and over there and here and wherever and wherever and how and why and that uh they all come together to paint the picture i don't get to tell the story they get to tell the story you know that they tell the story of my life really it's better than anything i could write you know better than anything i could write and and people people write their stories you know, people people write their memoirs all the time and autobiographies and all and all the things. And and I've toyed with the idea, but you know, I'm always thinking, oh, I'm still alive. Like I'm, I'm like, what if I write this book and then some other good stuff happens? Do I have to go back and write another book? Like I don't know. I don't know about that. And I I I, I also will say that I want people to be more courageous. Be be more courageous. How will you take that? Be be more courageous. You know, if there's things that you need to say to someone, go say them. Like not mean stuff though. Don't don't be an asshole. Don't go say mean stuff to people because you want to get it off your chest. And and don't go confessing adultery or stupid stuff like that. You commit adultery, you hold that in your own heart. Don't be putting that mess on your spouse. Don't do that. Particularly if you only did it one time, you're not going to do it again. Shut your mouth and go sit down. You carry that guilt. You eat it. Don't put that on somebody else and ruin their life. I hate that mess. Now, if you got, if you fall in love with somebody else, you have an obligation to go tell the other person, listen, I, I'm falling in love with somebody else and I want to get out of this thing so I could go do that thing. That's one thing. But if you had an affair a year or two ago or whatever it is, at some point it, it's over and you 
then you don't get to dump that on nobody. I know, I know, I know. People are like, what? I, I don't like that kind of stuff. Because I just feel like you go to your grave with that secret. If it's a secret, go to the grave with it. You don't got to burden your, unburden yourself with, with that to anybody. I just, that's how I feel. I don't know. That's how I feel. But anyway, have some courage. Have some courage. Be honest with your, your feelings. Don't hurt people, though. Don't do that. Like, there's a way to be courageous and say the things you need to say without tearing somebody down. Don't do that. I'm not inviting you to that foolishness. What I'm saying is, if you love somebody, go tell them that you love them. I get it. Action speaks louder than words, but words back things up. Come on. Go tell somebody you love them if you love them. Second, put down these damn self-help books. I get it. I got a lot of them. They got me through. But at some point, you have to live out the mission of the self-help books. <laughs> you just can't keep devouring them, hoping that you'll get the courage to live a life. No, put them down and go outside. <laughs> yes. Put down these damn self-help books. I know they've helped you. It's good to read them. It's like being prayed up. It's like being prayed up. You read that stuff. It pours into you. But at some point, you have to, you have to, you have to walk it. Can't just be talking it. Got to walk it. Got to walk it. That's number two. <laughs> number three, be kinder to yourself. Damn. Some of y'all act like you hate yourselves. Always talking about, oh, look at me. I'm fat. I'm this. I'm that. I'm short. I'm tall. Blah. All right. <laughs> Get on with it. I'm done. I'm fat. That's it. No less, no more. <laughs> Be kinder to yourself. Gosh, talk to yourself like you love yourself. Talk to yourself like you're someone you love. That's hard. It's hard, particularly when you listen to women. Women are the worst for this kind of stuff. They are the worst. Before they walk out the house, they done insulted themselves 8,000 times over. I'm stupid. Oh, my God, I'm so stupid. Oh, my God, I can't believe. Oh, my God. No, you're not stupid. Come on. Stop doing that. Be kind to yourself. Damn. <laughs> Try it. Stand in the mirror and say, what did Mary J. Blige say? Hello, beautiful. Hello, go good morning, beautiful. Or whatever. Good morning. Do that. Ah, be kind to yourself. Be kind. Number four, be kind to other people. You know what I mean? It's all right to be kind to people. You know how you be kind to people? When you see them on the street, you look them in the face. You speak. Hello. And you saying hello does not mean they have to say hello back. The hello really isn't for them, although it is a gift. But the hello is for you so that you stay human, so that you stay civil. I always speak to people. When you see people with their name tags on in places where they're ringing you up or in places where they are serving you, use it. That's why it's there. I remember I, I called somebody's name and they were like, how do you know? How do you know my name? It's on your name tag. They're so used to people not saying their name. That when they say it to them on their job, it, it sounds foreign. 
I think it's right there on your tag. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> you know, don't don't treat people like they're invisible. Don't do that. Don't treat people like they're invisible. See them. If they have a name tag, use their damn name. Even if they don't have a name tag, speak to them. I I hate to go to restaurants and see people treat waitstaff as if they're invisible. And I know I've been, I've worked in the restaurant industry. Waitresses and stuff are supposed to act like they're invisible, but that's just because that's what they're trained to do. But you as the person, the patron, you don't have to treat them as such. Do you see what I'm saying? You don't have to treat them like they're invisible. You don't have to do it in bars and restaurants, resorts, in the dry cleaners. You don't have to, you don't have to treat people like they're invisible. See people, see them. Say thank you. <laughs> Every time, I don't give a damn if they fill your glass of water 8,000 times. You turn and you say, thank you. What you got going on? You not discussing world peace at this table with diplomats. And if you are, so what? Say thank you 8,000 times. <laughs> Be a better human. Be kind. Gosh, wait, who are you saving this kindness for? Who? <laughs> who are you saving it for? I'm just saying. Yes, be kind. What and what am I up to? Five, six, six? Respect people. <laughs> Have some respect. Respect people. Do you know what that means? Respect people. Gosh. You don't push them down. You don't cut in front of them. <laughs> you don't act like they don't matter. <laughs> you don't overtalk them. You don't yell at them. <laughs> I see it all the time. <laughs> People are so disrespectful. <laughs> Have some respect. <laughs> <sighs> Keep going, Paul. Keep going. Word on the street. Keep going. Keep going. I have faith in you. Faith, have faith. Strike up conversations in unconventional places. It's all right. It's all right to talk to people. They'll tell you, they'll tell you a little bit about themselves and they and they'll feel all the better for it. You know. It's all right. I just want people to live a little bit better. Just live a little bit better. Try to live a little bit better. You got six minutes. Use it wisely. Sorry. Why are you sending me cash? Don't send me cash. Don't do that. Just bring cash. <laughs> Don't cash at me. Bring me cash. Mm -mm. Nope. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell her. Bring cash. Good morning. Bring cash. <laughs> I'm, you can tell I'm having a different conversation than what I'm having right now with y'all. <laughs> you know. I'm just saying. Uh, she's good. Everybody, I know we live in a 
we we live in a cash society. I get it. <coughs> I mean, we live in an app society where you know we are cash app people. I get it. 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 So Paul's out there wandering these streets of New Haven looking for a citizen to get the word on the street for Monday. He's striking out, but I have faith. <laughs> I have faith, Paul. I have faith. You keep at it, brother. It's a nice day, too. Somebody will stop. You know, somebody, somebody will, uh, somebody will take take pity on you and be like, okay, I'll talk to you. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, the good thing is, I took two uh, acetaminophens, so they'll kick in a little bit. So that'll that'll allow me to move into the day better. Like I'll feel better. I shall feel better. So I don't know if I'm going to make the staff meeting because I don't feel well. So we'll see. I doubt it. I might have to just send Tom Breen a message. Um, I don't feel well enough to get downtown and be up in the space. Um, I just feel tough. So after I get off air, I may lay down for a little bit longer uh, because I don't feel good. So, and I got some things I have to do this afternoon. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot going on. It's a lot. And, you know, when you're sick, when you don't feel good, it just makes the day harder, you know? And I can't not. Hey, Paul. You guys ready? Hi, Babs. You're Bob and Terry. Hi, Babs. How you doing? I'm feeling a little under the weather, but I'm up. <laughs> I'm going to try to hear you better today, Babs, because I've had trouble hearing you. I put the volume up. Okay. We're here with Bob and Terry, right? Yes, sir. Bob and Terry are outside Auto the AutoZone. Auto I know Whaley. exactly where you are, Whaley. They're having windshield wipers put in. <laughs> so what brought you here this morning? What's the word on the street, guys? Well, I just needed windshield wipers. These are the best people to, to have it done. AutoZone. They, they put it on for you. <laughs> AutoZone Auto is the best. AutoZone is the best, better than anybody. Now, huh? when did you know you needed new windshield wipers? Like, how did you decide? Well, it, it had a tear in it, so. And when did you find that out? Just today. Like, where were you headed? Well, we, were, we, we headed out downtown, and we seen that it was it was raining. It was ripped. And, and we seen that it was ripped, so. And plus, we're going here. on a long road trip at the end of the month. We're going to Vermont. Oh, yeah? I want to be safe. And this is the guy that I, I, I do all my, take all my parts from. Yeah, they, do, they take care of you. All right, so you guys were leaving your house this morning. Yeah. Where do you guys live? Right, right here in New Haven. Like where? Whaley Ave? Whaley Ave. Yep. And it wasn't raining this morning. No. So when did God. you know that the windshield wiper was Yesterday. Busted? So <laughs> yesterday it was raining. Yesterday it was raining. We were taking a ride to a friend's house in, on in East Haven, and and it was it was um, raining out. And so you didn't get a fix that day because they're open Sunday too, right? Yeah. He's all done already. Well done. Look at that service. AutoZone, baby. You can't beat AutoZone. So you you had you found it out yesterday when you went to your friend. It was raining. Was it hard driving in the rain? Yeah. 
so so trying not, to not see they have, trying to see it is <laughs> but he's a, he's he, he's the real good he's the, they're the manager right or the, and the babs manager. can you hear still hear us babs yes i hear you fine okay because okay, i got another call i want to make sure it didn't get in the way so <laughs> so this morning you saw you're going to wait till this morning and where are you guys headed now that you got your windshield wiper we're done gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna go we're gonna go to um u-haul and and we're gonna see if we can put a trailer hitch on um for, for the trip oh, now what's this trip about in vermont well, my mom passed away so we're gonna i'm go sorry up. we're gonna go up and get yeah. those stuff that we still have up there and i have up there in vermont and bring it back when did your mom pass away she passed away well, two months. All right. So now you're going back up to bring some stuff 89. back. 89. All right. That's a good run. Plus, yep. uh, we do above ground swimming pools in the summer. Yep. 203-850-8843. You need any liner changes or an above ground swimming pool. All That's right. That's the number. Now, where in Vermont is your mom? In Pultney, Vermont. Putney? Pultney. How do you spell that? P-O-U-L-N-T-N-E-Y. It's right next to Green Mountain College. You know where oh, Green yeah. Mountain College is? Right? And did you grow up there? Yes. And what brought you to New Haven? Work. What kind of work? I, I did drywall. Drywall. Sheetrock. Now, do you guys are do you guys live together? No. Oh. No, we're just good friends. We live two houses from each other. On Whaley? Yep. What part of Whaley? West Uh-huh. Yep. And, um, but you work together doing swimming pool liners. Yes. Tell me about that. Oh, I've been doing that for, oh my God, 30-something summers with a bunch of friends from here. Yeah, I used to do it a long time ago in Vermont. So, yeah, we're just getting kicking. And what do you do with the liners? Someone already has a swimming pool and you Somebody put the liner already in? has them. If they want a new liner, you know, the old one's no good. We come in and new sand, whatever needs to be done to get the people swimming and the kids happy for the summer. Oh, like, like they take the old line. The old liner is like, crinkly and brittle and stuff like that so we drain the water all out pull the and how do people out, find out about you pull them it's just you have a name of the business word, uh, word of mouth word of mouth word of mouth and what do you do the rest of the year i'm not sure where my cousin goes under oh it's your cousin's business well yeah I'm, I'm the, what on the side on the side gotcha yeah. and what do you guys do what do you guys do for a living otherwise oh i'm on this Got you, got you. I'm a mechanic for 22 years. Oh, yeah? You still working with that? Uh, no, I'm not at the moment. You're retired. Okay. Yeah. yeah, kind of. <laughs> Sheet metal Are you mechanic. getting all that down there? You look good at behind the studio. Yeah, Babs, do you have questions for Bob and... and... <laughs> got any questions? Because I got to go in and pay the guy. They got to go out and pay the guy. Oh, the oh no, no. I, I've enjoyed that. their conversation. <laughs> if you got an above-ground pool, 203-850-8843. Thank you. I don't know if I was supposed to do that. That's Bob. good. That's totally fine. No, that's fine. fine. That's All right. How long, swimming need. how long you guys been friends? Oh, wow. Five years. Yeah. How'd, you be, how'd you meet each other? Just met each other on the street. Uh, on the sidewalk one day when I got a cup of coffee and I we just started. So I talked to anybody. And where was this coffee that you got? Dunkin' Donuts. No, it was D&D Deli. D&D Deli. Where, where is that? Right in West Coast. What's that with the big neon sign? Uh-huh. If you ever go up late, yeah. right there. And then how did you become friends after that? You just started hanging out? Started hanging out. Yeah. And you're going with them to Vermont? Yes, sir. That's yes, nice. Sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And tell me, tell me about your mom. My mom, she's, she's um, been, been very good, whatever. She's a strong-hearted woman, oh, yeah. whatever. And uh, I never met her. Her husband passed, her second husband passed away. 
when my father passed away earlier and then she got re she re she was with this guy for a long time they were coming back from florida they go to florida every winter couldn't believe it and and no he birds. said he didn't feel good he didn't feel good so they pulled into rutland vermont to the hospital and and he he uh he says he said he said they didn't think he was going to make it and he said i want to marry her oh before God. before i die yeah oh and and he married he, he married her right in the thing and i videoed the whole what kind of thing huh right, right, in, right in the hospital while he was in the hospital what was he dying of huh what was he dying of cancer when was this this was not a couple months ago no no him 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 he died he died like like uh so Three she so ago. she'd been Three with him ago. as a partner. They hadn't married. He comes back, he's sick with cancer, says, I want to marry you before you die. That's the wrong. They go to the hospital. You came up. I came up. You yep. videoed their wedding. Yep. And then he died. That was three years ago. Yeah. And then what did he, she die? And of? then she she's been hanging in there and 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 she she died of um breathing. Um, what do you Lung call cancer? It? Yeah. Um my mom passed on my <laughs> she, she could she has a hard time. She had a hard time. It's like, what do you call that? Pulmonary. They can't breathe. They can't breathe. Gotcha. So two months ago, did you go to the funeral? I, I, that's what we're going up for. Oh, the funeral's now. The funeral's now. And, and is it any, up. and then you're going to take you and your, do you have siblings? You're going to divide up uh, the oh, property? Yeah. Yep. And that's yep. why you get in the U-Haul. Guys, I'm going to let you get on your way. Unless, Babs, you have other questions? No, thank now you very you much. Life, now that you know our whole life story. <laughs> and I'm going to get their photos after we're done. We'll put them in the independent. And here we are at AutoZone, AutoZone with a fixed windshield them. wiper. Yep. I love Babs, love talk on WNHH New Haven. <laughs> love, you, Babs. love you, Babs. Thank I'm you. Crazy. Have a nice day, guys. <laughs> it's so cute. I tell you, so many... Um, so many wonderful people that make up New Haven that make New Haven go, you know. I'm with him. I like going to AutoZone too. They are very helpful. They're not supposed to help you. I don't think. Uh, well, you shouldn't expect them to help you, but they always help you. They're always nice. So, I like it. And I I've had them put windshield wipers on for me too. So, <laughs> that's been really nice. Very very nice. Very nice. So, ah. Oh. All right, let's see. What else are we getting into? Oh, it's almost 10 o'clock. Time is flying. Time is flying. You know. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Uh, what else? Where was I going with this? Oh, I guess it's supposed to rain. It might rain a little bit today. I don't know. From where I from where I sit, it looks pretty. Uh, it looks pretty sunny outside. So, uh, but I think it's, the clouds are going to come in, and we might get a little bit of rain. So we'll see. Um, we needed the rain. It rained a good stretch yesterday. Um, I stepped out on the porch a couple of times, uh, but for the most part, you know, when you're in a drought situation, we needed the rain. So, hey, take it when we can get it. 
Oh, we needed it. So uh, anyway, so what else is going on? I know there were some shootings this weekend. I, <clears throat> because I wasn't feeling, I'm not feeling well. I, I didn't watch any news. Uh, 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 I didn't watch any news, so I don't, I don't know what is happening. <clears throat> and so, you know, I have to swing by uh, the uh, New Haven Independent for the up to the minute, up to the minute news. Uh, and uh, see what's happening. And then we are, I tell you, we have a gun sickness. I don't know what, I don't know what this is. Uh, okay. Hmm. Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, the city is in budget talks because I guess this is the time where, you know, you start to pull the budgets together for the, all the departments and, you know, the, you know, budgets where we put, where we allocate resources, what we say we care about and uh, where we take cuts is the things we say we don't care about. This is simple as that for me. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Uh, so let's see. There's a new exhibit up in Newhallville. Uh, artists prospering really is limitless. Oh, you know, I got a, a, a email from this young brother to come and see this exhibit, and and uh, he wanted me to come, and I was like, I'm gonna be away, so I have to go when I'm when I'm uh. I'm back. Oh, there was a woman that was uh, shot to death yesterday, I guess. 26 years old. Jesus Christ. A man, a 30-year-old man shot a woman. So two lives are over because he's going to go to jail forever and ever and ever. And, uh, uh Jesus. I don't like those kinds of things. I mean, I don't know anybody who does. I don't say that to say there's somebody that does like it. I'm just saying, I think the point that I want to make is I wish we could get to a place where we are not having this 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 violence. And everybody just feels like a, a gun. And I, I know people don't want to kill people. I just, I cannot believe that people just want to shoot somebody and just, what and they think what will happen to them do they think that they'll just shoot somebody and just go off into the sunset no and then these people run off and they they shoot somebody and they leave and like they're gonna find you particularly if you ain't never left nowhere i i don't i don't understand this shooting stuff i really don't it is uh it is heartbreaking the way that people just uh quickly pull a gun on somebody and uh and have no qualms about it. So anyway, uh April is National Poetry Month. 
we're coming to the close. Well, I'm coming to the close of it because I won't be here. Uh, but it's coming to an end. And uh, I always love a good poem. And I always tell people, if if you if you uh, if you ever want to get into poetry, April is a good month to do it because <laughs> it's natural National Poetry Month. <sighs> do you know what I mean? So, uh, before I go, here's one from uh, Sonia Sanchez, and then I'm gonna take a break, go get some water, and. Uh, try to keep it moving it's a haiku and she she has done a great many haikus haiku for marani and mungu we make our own way to birth asking which is the long walk to death a haiku by sonia sanchez so i'll be back hang in from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLB 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.
but um, this ain't love, girl, believe me. Yeah, we back and forth like a football. This love thing will make you write a book, y'all. Sometimes I can't stand you, I hate you. Then sometimes I we can miss you, I hate to admit. But your love I can't forget, and it's sad, cause I just was the illest, the realest. Find myself thinking about you. Then I reminisce about you and how you do. Then I think about how I used to be a fool and naive to the up late, tossing and turning, handy in the cup, then it's burning. Man, I gotta get a grip, cause I can't keep living like this. First it's this, then it's that. You leave, then you come back. Shots like a shot to high, blacky, 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 blacky. I do it high, I wanna do. I definitely do it proper. Ride around that rocky, boy, no, you can't stop it. Boy, no, you can't stop it. Ride around that rocky, boy, no, you can't stop it
It's Monday in the Elm. Yes, I'm under the weather. Yes, I feel exhausted. <laughs> yes, I'm sick. I'm moving through. But moving through is the best I can do. And uh, we'll see what happens for the rest of the day. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> I keep on trucking. 
like the little engine that could. Got to keep moving. I'll do my best. <coughs> and uh, we'll see. I know. The cough is just a result of all the back snot. <laughs> it's in your, you know, in your throat. So, uh, anyway, uh, all is well. All is well. All is well. But I do have a little bit of tissue here, so. And I'm not terribly sniffly, but enough to get on my nerves. And uh, I got a full on day, which I don't know how much of it I'm going to make or get into. I already feel the, the weight of it. I already feel the weight of it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I think I need a good soup, good cup of soup. Oh, all right. Anyway, uh, I tell you what I, I did do uh, while I was laid up yesterday. I watched The Diplomat with uh, Carrie Russell. Oh, gosh, it was such a good little miniseries. It was like eight episodes, you know, it's uh it's international intrigue pol politics and uh it's so good you know it 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 is snappy it's like west wing snappy you know how much we all love west wing um it's like that it's got that snappiness to it you know if you if you if you don't follow along you'll miss the ban your banter you'll miss all the key things said in the back and forth banter and it's just really really good i enjoy it so i'm looking forward to season two i hope there's a season two it was good i was like okay <laughs> i see you netflix i'm i'm here for it i watched it i enjoyed it i was like okay okay uh, and then i was trying to debate whether or not i wanted to get into snowfall because everybody is because it ended it was John Singleton's um, um, TV show, uh, and people were about it. I never got into it. I never watched it. So, uh, but people really like it, and uh, and I thought, well, now this ending, maybe I'll go back and watch the three years that it was, you know, three se seasons. So I'm not sure yet, you know, because it's gritty. I don't know if I want that i know some fine acting i know i know i know but i don't know if i want to catch up to it so we'll see uh there's so many other things i want to catch up to so we'll see i don't i don't know about all that uh but that's just where i'm at so uh i think that's what else did i watch i you know, when you don't feel well, you just the TV watches you. <laughs> you just turn it on. You're just like, I'm just gonna lay here, <laughs> have some background noise. <laughs> I think I had HGTV on all day Saturday, uh, and then I got into uh, the Diplomat Saturday evening. 
and then finished it up yesterday. Yeah, I think that's what I did because, uh, you know, it was a lot. I mean, it was a lot. So, um, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, that was a good series. I, I'll, I'll see what else is out there to watch. Um, summer is coming. I really have books I need to read. Uh, and, but you know, when you're sick, you can't, you can't really read either because your head is fuzz, fuck, fuzzy, fuzzy. That's like foggy, fuzzy, foggy and fuzzy. Your head is foggy and fuzzy. And so, um, so I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to read and I, I have a couple of books that I need to finish so I could get on to the, you know, the next couple of books. <laughs> so I was thinking about that. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to take pack. I haven't packed yet. I know, I know, but uh, I'm not a hard, it doesn't take a lot for me to pack, you know. I pretty much know what I'm going to take, but I just got to get it into the suitcase. So I'm going to do that, probably do that today, uh, sometime tonight, I guess, so I could be done with it and just put the suitcase in the damn living room or wherever. Um, oh, I think I'm trying to take a tote. So if I buy stuff, I can bring it back. So we'll see what happens. Uh -huh. A lot going on. It's way too much going on. Way too much. Way too much. Way too much. So, um, yeah. So, you know, all is well. Can't complain. Just keep it moving. <clears throat> My stomach feels uh queasy, so I don't know if I should put something on it. It's not like this is my my first time ever being this sick. You know, I've been this sick before. So a good soup might be in order. i tell you who makes a good soup. You go to any Chinese restaurant and they make a good chicken noodle soup. Any any Chinese restaurant. I'm not kidding. They make a good chicken soup. So I might, I might roll up and get me a good chicken soup. I don't think I'm going to make um, the, the staff meeting. So I have to let Tom Breen know, like, listen, I don't think I should come up there sniveling. Even though this is not contagious, I just know how people get all weirded out. By <laughs> this constant sneezing, coughing, convetching kind of thing. Uh, in confined spaces and my eyes are like watery you know I'm just a mess so I think I think the best thing to do is to stay out of the way and uh, breathe a little bit we'll see I'm, you know I try to make myself just carry on as normal when I'm sick like this because I, it doesn't bode well for me to just I mean what can I do and I just feel like if I keep moving, that I feel better, <laughs> that, I, that I'm better. <laughs> so that's the idea. The idea is to just let's move. 
and uh and maybe you won't feel as bad uh as you do so oh lord this is a lot <laughs> i i'm just thinking about the day and uh one thing after another and then tomorrow might be a bit lighter and it's in its well maybe not you know i stacked all these things in front of in front of my trip uh did not plan for being sick uh and that's uh that's a bit challenging you know so uh, that's a little bit challenging i feel i feel that but tomorrow um i have some of the the folks coming on from the play at the Yale Rep tomorrow at 10 15. I'm I'm delighted. I've been seeing a lot of the advertisement for it. I just hope people uh go and see it. I think people will uh go and see it. Uh I think uh you know people like the Yale Rep. I like the Yale Rep. I can't see it until I get back, but I'm gonna go see it. But I want people to go see it. I just love the title of it because the title of it is just gorgeous. And the look of it is just gorgeous. The creatives for it is just gorgeous. So uh, the ripple, the wave, the ripple, the wave that carried me home by Christina Anderson and directed by uh, uh, Tamila Woodard. Uh, it's at the Yale Rep. And I, I am, it's, uh, it's running April 28th. <clears throat> through May 20th, and they're going to be my guests tomorrow. Uh, and I, I'm so delighted to, to be able to have this conversation with them uh, about this play and what this means. Uh, uh, um, the history, a, a history of, uh, of Black and swimming and pools and segregation and a reckoning and family and all that kind of stuff. So, so I'm looking forward to the conversation <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, otherwise I would, I wouldn't be here today or tomorrow, but I wanted to uh, have this conversation and I wanted to get ahead of, uh, having a conversation with them before the, the, the play debuts. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to it. So yay, all the good things yay to all the goodness that's happening. Um, uh, and it's becoming that, that time of the year where, you know, we get outside, the uh the festivals in the neighborhoods kick off uh uh in a in a in May, you know, marching up to the arts and ideas. So uh it's, it's so fun, all the good things. Huh? I didn't get to the beaches near as much as I wanted to uh this year. Last year I was on the vineyard and I was uh a year out from sur hip surgery, not even quite a year out, but it, yeah. So this summer I have way more mobility. Than last summer, so that'll be nice to be able to uh, get around a little bit more. I'm looking forward to being back on the vineyard uh, in August for the jazz festival. So that'll be really, really nice. Uh, summer in New Haven is fun, uh, and we have beaches here. Uh, you know, New Haven is a coastal city, so and we have a lighthouse park. Uh, and then our our neighboring cities next to us, neighboring cities, they are coastal. And they have beaches, West Haven. You know, you could go up the uh, Madison and uh, 
Brantford and Guilford, you know, they're all coastal. So, you know, public and private beaches alike. So I look forward to the summer for that reason, because summer, <laughs> beaches, warm weather. I love it. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. And, and just warm weather, just my feet in sandals and sitting on the porch and iced tea, lemonade. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the thing that uh, I'm looking forward to, and and things happening. That's you know, uh, I believe I'm supposed to <coughs> um, uh, have the bench at the uh, the, the New Hallville uh, Community Festival, which is conflicting with some other stuff that I need to do. And B, so it's a little challenging time-wise, but you know we'll make it work. We'll all make it work. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, such is life. We'll just—it's already stacking up to be a lot. <laughs> we, we're all—we're all just trying to get through. Uh, what's at the movies? I have not been to the movies in quite some time. You know, it's so easy to be home and stream, you know, wait a week and the movie streams. <laughs> you know, I I can't say enough about that. Like, I get it. Going to the movies was always my favorite thing. But, I, you know, as I'm aging, I really like seeing it at my house. I can stop it and pause it and get up and use my own bathroom and make my own snacks and Pour wine that I don't have to pay for. You know what I mean? Like, do my own thing. I like that. So, uh, we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. So, I don't, I don't really know what's at the movies because I'm not paying attention. Because by the time I get enough time in to go to the movies, it's streaming. And it's just easier to just let it stream. You know? So I don't know. Is anybody else having the same dilemma? I guess there are some, like you want to go see the big fancy movies, you know, with all the lights and the gadgets and the fights and the, you know, you might want to go see that at the movies. I don't know. But then again, I mean, I I thought I thought I would feel that way. But when I saw Godzilla at my house, I was like, this is fine. <laughs> I'm like, do I even miss going to the movies? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I thought I would immediately miss going to the movies. I don't think I do miss going to the movies. I don't. I think I I don't. Uh, I kind of like being at my house, you know, and and watching from in, from any room that I want, and knowing that nobody else sat in the seat but me. You know what I mean? Like I could watch from my bed or a chair. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have to be concerned. So, I don't know. I like going. I, I, I like going to the movies. I'm not going to say I don't like going to the movies, but I, I do like streaming. 
It's just, it's just a convenience and an ease, you know, and I'm somebody who likes to go out. So this is not a, I don't want to leave my house kind of thing. That is, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. I just, I just like the, I just like the ease of being at my house and, uh, you know, I can pause it and go to the kitchen and make a whole meal if I want to, and then come back to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's not like, uh, the movie, I have to wait months and months and months for the movie to make its way to a streaming service, like within a week. <laughs> Sometimes it's like within days, like you can watch it at the movies or you can stream it. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, they made it so easy. So, so yeah. Uh, I, I like to, I like being able to, if I want to go to the movies, I could see it. And sometimes when you make up your mind to go to the movie, it's already gone from the movies. So you don't have a choice. If you want to see this thing, you got to stream it at your house. <clears throat> That's the other part of that. So I don't know. I guess the, I, I guess there's a couple of thoughts about this. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do kids still go to the movies? Do kids go to the movies? You know, when I was a kid, that was a big deal going to the movies with your friends, you know, like a whole bunch. I don't want to say a gang of us because gang has taken on such negative connotations, but it'd be a whole gang of us going to the movies when we were kids, you know, and we go, we'd go to a matinee, right? Because it was cheap. Um, and you could, you could, you know, and it, cause it'd allow you to, to get some popcorn and a drink. And uh, 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 I I don't know if kids go to the movies like that. When I was when I was a kid, we just would go. Somebody's parent would pack us into a car and drop us off, and then come back and get us. You know. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what kids do. Do they go to the movies anymore? No. I just saw somewhere they were torn down the IMAX theater. Remember when IMAX theaters were all the rage? It was like 30 stories high, you know? And, you know, they would show you science movies on them or, you know, action movies, you know, I IMAX. <laughs> You'd be like, whoa. I, I, is it a thing? Is it still a thing? I don't know. I feel so far removed from, from what young people are into. I don't, I don't really know. And uh, I, I don't know if my kids go to the movies. I should ask them, you know, as they're moving into their mid-20s, you know. I don't know. I have no idea if they go to the movies or not, you know. Uh, and if that's a, a real thing. And do people go to movies on dates? Is that still a thing? Because I understand movies are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> That's tickets for $15. <laughs> I don't know. So by the time you, and then you could pick your own seats and you could spend more money for better seats. So by the time you do that, and then you get all the things that you want, like the popcorn and the drinks and the candy. 
Uh, what used to be a cheap date is now a full-on expensive date. And uh, and if you think you might want to do something afterwards, <clears throat> you might have a better chance of going to New York and hanging out uh, and seeing a play with all the money that you spent going to the movies. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Is is movie still a good date? I'm asking as if people are going to respond to me. <laughs> is, is, is going to the movie still a good date? People out there, let me know. Hit me up. Because I want inquiring minds want to know. Like if I ask somebody out on a date, am I taking them to the movies? I don't think so. You can't talk in the movies. You have to wait two hours and then and then uh and then you have to uh you have to wait two hours and then have the conversation. And then have a conversation about the movies. I don't know if that makes for a good date. I don't know why we ever thought that was a good date, going to the movies with somebody. You know, you're just sitting in the dark with them watching a film and then uh, and then having a conversation after the fact. I don't know. I don't know if that makes for a good date. I think a good date is when you, I think meeting somebody for lunch or dinner might be a good date. <clears throat> I th- I know why people like dinner because it's like a nighttime activity and you feel more grown up at night. <laughs> I think, <laughs> uh, you know, so you you have a you know you meet somebody for dinner like seven ish seven ish. Dinner's about an hour thirty minutes maybe. And then what do you do? Do you say good night? Do you go have a dessert and a cocktail somewhere else? You know it depends on it depends on how's how's it going. If you like it enough, if you like that person enough, or you want to get to know them, you know you want to spend a little bit more time, so you want to hang out a little bit longer. You can tell it's been a long time since I've been on a date date because I don't even know. I I don't even I don't even recall. <laughs> I don't I don't recall what you do. No, we'll figure it out. I guess we'll figure it out. Huh. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. On a date date. So anyway, that's just the things that I'm lamenting. I'm thinking about uh, as we move on. The viability of movies and and, and are people still going to the movies? Do you know what I mean? Like are people, I guess it must be because uh, the movies are still lucrative for the people that make them. Um, I think some film is doing well now some animation. Oh, the Mario Brothers film. Only because I caught a hint of it on the news um, that it's uh, that it has blown the competition out of the water. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, all right. All right. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. So, so, I guess I answered my own question. People are going to the movies. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> and uh, enjoying themselves, I guess, uh, because box offices are making a lot of money. I'm looking forward to the Judy Bloom movie. Uh, hey God, it's me, Margaret, or whatever. Uh, I read that book with my my youngest daughter, Margot. We spent the summer reading that book, uh, and it was so good to read. It was such a good book to read, and uh, and she was she was young, uh, and it was a good book. So I I would like to go see the movie with her, see what she thinks. I think she would. Uh, I think we would enjoy it. Although she you know she's she was giving me a little angst about it, like. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, really? Uh, uh. It's like, Margo, we spent the summer reading that book. You love the book. Yeah, I know. Uh, sure. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so I think what we'll do, we'll go have dinner at uh, one of the restaurants. If it's downtown, we can go downtown and uh, have dinner or early something or other and then go to the movies. She has a, a gift certificate from Barcelona, which is lovely. And uh and maybe we could uh uh if it's if it shows up downtown, which I'm hoping that it will, then we could go walk across the street um from dinner to the theater. That'd be lovely. I'd like that. That That'd be a good good time. So we should do that. So so yeah, so I will plan for that when I get back. Um, I think it comes out sometime soon. I think early part of May, maybe. So so by the time I get back, uh it'll be it'll be good. It will be good. It will be good. It will be good. So I'm looking forward to it. How about that? <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, date with my daughter. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a good idea. You know, I tell you, uh, I tell you what I did like about that. Sh the show diplomat with Carrie Russell. I love that. It has this, this behind the scenes look at um, international affairs, particularly between the U.S. and the U.K. and the rest of the world. Like, it's the back, it's behind the, the lid. And uh, and I know it's all fictionalized, but, you know, fiction is rooted in some truth. So, I love it. Uh, I just, I just, I just, I just love, you know, looking at it from the, how information is filtered and how things are leaked and how things are, how decisions are made and egos and temperament. And I just loved it. It was really good. And uh, I know there are people who are whining about it. Like, I was like, you don't get it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why people, I don't know why people want so much reality when you have a whole life that you can live really. <laughs> like you can just live your life really I, I I want things to be a little exaggerated and fictitious and go hmm I don't I don't need real life stuff 
in films. Like, I don't need to see. I, I just, I don't understand people's, like, just live your life. Your life is real. That's, that's enough realness. I liked a little bit of, I like a lot of fantasy and a lot of make-believe and a lot of different points of views fictionalized. I like, I, I like that. I don't understand why people just were, oh, I need it to be, it needs to be close to the, I mean, I get it for historical things that really happened, but even there, they take such creative license, you know, with the telling of a story, you know, and they, and they add things to sort of move the story along or to make it more engaging in places where it's not engaging. I get it, you know, but that's a, a, a truly fictionalized, fictionalized piece of story I like. I don't need it to be true. People were like, oh, I mean, they just were worrying about the wrong things. I'm like, this is not, it's not real. Now, yes, there's some truth in these things. But it's a, it's just fictitious, you know. She's not the ambassador. He's not the ambassador. We know who the real president is. We, I mean, so cut it out. <laughs> no, like, cut it out. I love, I love it though, and I just, I found it to be witty and snappy and, uh, and just, just, uh, just good, good TV watching. Just good TV watching. So I'm I'm looking forward. And and they gave you a a a, a cliffhanger, which which is great. <laughs> you want people are like, oh, just left me hanging. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know why they left you hanging? Because it's coming back for a second season. And if it comes back for a second season, it'll pick up where that left off, and then it'll be a whole other different story arc on how to deal with that. I mean, it's already giving you the setup. I love it, though. That's good. That was very, and it's and it's a very grown up, grown up series. You know, you know, she's not childish. He's not childish. They're not childish. You know, they're very sort of like, listen, this is what it is, and they're dealing with it moving forward. I mean, it's really nice. Nice, nice, nice. It's really nice. You know, I've I've, been, I've enjoyed it. So, so if you if you get opportunity, um, try to watch um, Diplomat. You would like it, Harry. Diplomat. You would like it. I think you would like it. Um. Yeah. I, I was actually um looking at it. I put it on my list. Um. I have a couple of shows that I'm gonna, you know, try to binge on. Is there like enough episodes to binge, or I gotta wait? No, no, it's got it's eight episodes, but they're hour, hour and minutes long, right? So, okay. so it'll feel like a lot. It's just yeah, I like enough. I think. I like to binge on stuff. So, um, but yeah, and I, the actress, um, she was um, oh, I forgot the the girly show she was on. Yeah. Many years ago. Yeah. But she was also in the Americans. Yeah. And she was like freaking awesome. You know, I I built a crush. Oh, well, then you then her crush will continue because she's yeah, she's quite good in this. 
so yeah, she's got it's like a homeland type show. You know, um if anybody seen Homeland. So yeah, I'm gonna dive into that. Um but yeah, I wanted to say that you know the the Supreme Court came through. I see for now. Well, they you know, and what I mean What do you have on? What is that? This is a jersey. Wow, I've never seen this before. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got you know, distracted I'm by your wardrobe. Up. I'm mixing it up now, but I, I know. And white. <laughs> that's, that's what I was like. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> now stuff fits me. You know, now I could buy stuff from Walmart that fit How me. You? you know, I was only buying big and tall stuff. Now I could go into a Walmart. And actually buy certain shirts. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. I mean, it looks really good. It's, it's actually saving, you know, losing weight saves you money. You know, how, you know it costs a lot of money to, to dress. Listen, I know. I'm trying to lose some weight so I can get into the clothes I already have. <laughs> oh, oh. No, I definitely know. And I got rid of all, most of my big stuff I've given away. Wow, you I still did? Have, yeah, I still have a few shirts, and and now I have to also downsize on my shorts. You know, I was wearing four or five X in shorts, but they were like, you know, now I'm wearing three X, but now the three Xs are big, so I just bought two Xs. Um, so I gotta start getting rid of stuff so I don't go, so I don't feel comfortable going back to them. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's getting, <coughs> it's getting interesting. <laughs> and listen, it's just around the corner. Yeah. And do you see, um, Sudan, I, you know, I'm oh, feeling, God. I'm oh. feeling hor horrible looking at world news. You know, it's just like, I have, I, 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 yeah, it's so tragic. I mean, can we all, can we? <laughs> I'm gonna be Rodney King here, but can we all just get along? I I don't understand this foolishness. I I was like, I don't understand why people want to live in a in a war torn state. Like that that's a slog, Harry. Like, and and we and and again, you know, they evacuated our embassy over there, and a lot of Americans are left behind. And are, yeah, in Sudan, so it's like. I I don't know. I'm at a loss because this has been coming for like a month now, and I don't think that the the, the United States should have to tell you evacuate. I'm with you, Harry. I, it, it's been coming. They've been telling people for it's long for months, 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 months. Right. Get they, out. They, they right. They haven't. They didn't officially, you know, say must evacuate, but it was like. Harry, hey, you, it's getting you, bad. When you are in these places, you have a sense. You know. It's not like it's not like if you and I go over there and we're like, eh, maybe it'll be a war today, maybe it won't. <laughs> we'll just leave. But these people are seasoned people that work yeah, around yeah. the world. Yeah, and I can figure it out, right? Um Right. Like, why aren't they like I would just I would just I would not wait till the last minute. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. I I, I know I came on late, 
But um, the chi a Chinese um, geez, I got the story here, but a Chinese re uh, representative went to Europe, but he basically said that. Uh, Anyway, so the, the, the Chinese officials said um, that Russia's <laughs> previous states are not sovereign. And it's like, what? 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 Wait, what? So, <gasps> so you have Lithuania, you have all of these places going, what? <laughs> Wait, this sounds like, this sounds like war. Huh? I, I, it's in one of the articles. It may be on a Washington Post. It is. Oh, here it goes. I got it. And we're going to go right after I read this one. But um, So China's like, we're going to pull ABC out all the stops. <laughs> it was ABC News. Um And I just lost it. Never mind. Never mind. I'll read it whenever. Okay. I thought I had the right story, but it's not. This is the Sudan story. Oh, okay. Um, well. So anyway, so yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting because he, it basically is trying to defend, trying to say that Ukraine is not sovereign. He <laughs> and included every other state that was under the Soviet <laughs> Union, right? So, you know, somebody needs to tell them, you know, there's no backsies. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Remember, we used to play Howard and be like, no backsies. Like, you can't take it back. That's not good to say. Not even a slip up. That's like, no, there's no backsies. I don't know what they just, everybody's just losing their mind. I think people just want to test their nuclear. Abilities. Yeah. Uh, I think they just want to try it, Harry. I think it's like the problem is, is that it. It, it wouldn't be like I know the the obvious thing is to say World War Three, but it would be like World War End, right? Yeah. Not... <laughs> it would. I don't know why. I don't know why people think, oh, because I launch a nuclear missile or whatever it is, that no, no repercussions. Like, it doesn't like, mean that somebody, and I'm not even talking about retaliation, Harry. I'm talking about the blowback from a nuclear <laughs> explosion. No, it's it's going it, to harm it, everybody. But, the you know, it's not like us dropping a bomb on Japan where they couldn't retaliate or anything like that. Now everybody can retaliate. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. So we're end. We're all gonna if we all retaliate, we all die. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And, and if they think that they can survive it, they're fools. Well, they're just fools. Oh, well, that's not true, Babs. If you look at that PSA for New York. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the middle, if you if you have radiation dust all over you, just take off your clothes, take it off and, and move to the center of the room. Okay. <laughs> anyway, man, <laughs> we gotta get out of here. We gotta go. <laughs> All right, I'll see you soon. <laughs> Behave. Huh, be prepared. <laughs> mm -hmm.